do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I am curious. Uh, in, in modern college football, where we're about to have four power conferences, it appears, what does the U being back look like? like what does the U being back look like? Because I don't know if it's possible anymore for a, a, a private school like Miami, from a football standpoint, to have sus- sustained decades-long success. Uh, what, what would Canes fans determine back to be with the U. Like, I almost think it's being in the discussion late in the season for a college football playoff once every four or five years. Like, that, just temper the expectations. It ain't going to get back to the 80s. I like that. I like that, being in contention for a playoff. And I think if you look at the 2023 forecast, you know, if they do get by Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher, this team could be 5-0. and But then you have Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina. So if you go 5-0 and and then you beat Clemson, are you fans going to say they're back? Yeah. You lose to Clemson and Florida State. Are you officially not back? Like I think for 2023, there's a, a lot of questions. I think the you being back requires Canes fans to have any modicum of patience to a coach, for a coach, any modicum of patience for a coach. Because as soon as things go south, it just goes south, and Canes fans never jump back on board. I mean, it even happened to Rick. If Hurricanes fans stayed patient, and let a coach coach through some tough times. Wouldn't that mean they're not back, though, if they became patient with the coach? Because that's what they're known for. No, because I think that the kid... So what are you going to do? You're going to be back. You're going to have a new coach every time you are, uh, like, 8-1 and one to get past the midway point of a season. And then, uh, like, if we're saying that the you being back is you are in the discussion late in the year for a college football playoff once every four or five years. The way the Canes have gone over the last 20 years means that every single cycle of that is a new coach. Right? Right. So is that sustainable? I don't think so. You need to be able to sustain something, some sort of consistency. I would more so say that if Mario Cristobal does get fired or at least pushed out of the program then the Canes are back, right? Because they do this every three years. It's like, oh, they're back. So anytime, it's it's like uh, every time there's a new Pope, Catholicism is back. Right, exactly. I'm just making that up. It would be like that with the Canes. All right. Uh, Robbie uh, messages, crazy conferences aside, I think being the clear best team in the state would be a good start. Probably. Being the best team in the state would be a great start. I love that. I love that suggestion. I mean, I would argue they're like number four. <laughs> Don't don't do that, don't do that. I mean, I think that's true. Don't do that. They're they're double digit favorites over you uh, UCF right now, and they're you double, think? and they're double digit favorites over your I don't FAU know about Owls. That. I don't know about that. Come on, real quick. I know who's back. That's the Miami Marlins. If you could, could you could you tell me about the Marlins, the team that went back to back to back, including a dinger from Larice Ruiz. John Ruiz, talking Canes. Luis Reyes last night. 
Luis Arias knocked it out of the no park, way. and I want everybody else to knock it out of the park. Not Ruiz, but Luis Arias this season with the Miami Marlins. Lone Depot Park offers you the ultimate experience with plenty of ticket options. Of course, you can get single-game tickets or invest in a Marlins membership that gets you even more. Lock in things like priority seating, save on food and merchandise, access to exclusive member events. Come out support your favorite team this season as they celebrate 30 years of Marlins baseball. There will be promos, giveaways, all that stuff all season long, not to mention the players. Like Ken just mentioned, his boy Ruiz Arias. <laughs> Luis Arias. That's right. Thank you. And Jazz Chisholm was back in the lineup getting busy, just, just irking people. I, I think that's when Jazz is uh, officially back, when he's pissing people yeah, off. Yeah, no doubt. When he's rounding the bases, smiling, no celebrating. That's when you know Jazz is back. And Sandy Alcantara... He looks back in form. Uh, thank God for that. And get your tickets today and join us at Lone Depot Park. Visit MLB.com slash Marlins slash tickets. Hey, the Marlins are getting kind of hot. Two games back at the Phillies in the wild card spot. They think they've won four out of the last five games. It is so good when the Marlins... Took two or three from the Yanks. Yeah. Come back, beat the defending champs last night. Let's go. Yeah, just boozing with confidence right now. Boozing with confidence or oozing with confidence? A little bit of both. By the way, my I think wife... when you're oozing, you're boozing. My wife went to uh, the Marlins game Sunday, saw that awesome ninth inning comeback, and uh, a couple of the bartenders there made her some guava uh, margaritas. She said it was great, and she's looking forward to going back. Yeah, I meant to swipe up on her Instagram story. You lucky, you lucky son of a gun. Yeah. To see that, to see the Marlins do that to the Yankees, it had to have been almost spiritual. Oh, no doubt. It's one of those things. It's like when you saw uh, you saw Jimmy's uh, 56-point game. Oh, God, I'm going to tell my kids. Yeah. Like, I, I watched Jimbo go for 56 against Giannis. Like, I, I, I never will again. I, I don't know if I'll ever see a basketball player with my own eyes. Like at, Go off like that again. Go There's off no way. for almost a 60 bomb. There's no way. In a run to the finals, right, right. With, with the roster that looks like me and you out there. Right. No, no doubt about it. So, uh, just in case you're scoring at home if the playoffs started today, your Marlins are in it. Ooh, I didn't even know that. So exactly. go down and see the Marlins. Uh, do you really, um, do you really think the Canes are a double-digit hypothetical favorite over UCF? Because you said it, so I'm going to assume. you kind and of, it's about to be posted to social media, so you better just stick with it. You're, you're kind of scaring me off the ledge, but I can totally see a seven and a half line getting pumped out there. Could I see a nine and a half? Could I see a ten? Yes, I could, especially if. I mean, so I guess the real answer to the question you just proposed is depending on what point of the season, right? Because if the Canes are five and zero and UCF is two and three, then yeah, they're double digit favorites, most definitely. If they're coming off of a win over Texas A and M and SEC squad who's supposed to be all right this year, mm -hmm. they're double digit favorites over UCF. They are, and and old Gus. I don't even know who's playing quarterback for the boys right now. The Knights. I, I really couldn't tell you. It's still. Uh, I don't know if it is I it John Reese Pumley. Yeah. Uh, that, if that's the case, it's bad enough that I wouldn't know that because I should know that. Yeah. It's the same guy. Okay. Same guy. Okay. The multi-sport athlete. John We've asked uh, on social media at KLV1063, at KLV1063, do you agree with Stone Lebanowitz that the Canes are a hypothetical double-digit favorite over UCF? And what does the U being back, what does the U being back uh, look like in the modern day of college football? Jared says, I think the U is dead. There's a better chance of it being the FAU. With all this conference realignment stuff, they can't compete in subpar ACC. It'll only get harder in another conference. Okay. All right. It's a, uh, a I mean, I brash. love FAU. I don't know if, like, I mean, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> You're just not willing to say it publicly? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. 
Like let's let's worry about our first year in the American <laughs> first. Okay? Let's just then small we'll, steps. Then we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, baby steps. It's okay. Uh, he won five. FAU also won five games last season too. So let's a new coach. Like let's just ease into this entire thing. Right. Okay. Uh, speaking of of FAU though, uh, Penny Hardaway, the Memphis head coach, former Orlando Magic, great. This guy is a complete disaster. I mean, just an abject disaster. So, in a story by Jason Munns in the Memphis Commercial Appeal, let me let me read you this, okay? Because Penny Hardaway is making things up. He is lying to Memphis fans to try and get over his team losing FAU at the buzzer in the NCAA tournament last year in the first round. Can we get my call? By the way, on the FAU Basketball Radio Network, that'll add, I think, to the, uh, to the proceedings. Uh, this is from the Memphis Commercial Appeal. Penny Hardaway is already well into the next chapter of his story as Memphis basketball coach. The Tigers legend took most of his new team to the Dominican Republic earlier this month, where it went 2-1 and one in exhibition games. He learned a lot there about his team, about himself. Seeing his new cast of characters on the court versus relatively unfamiliar faces was a welcome change of pace and a pseudo-preview for the new season. If only Hardaway could fully enjoy it. If only he could completely turn the page on the old one. But he can't. Quote, I don't think I'll ever get over that, Hardaway said during an exclusive interview with the Commercial Appeal. Hardaway was referencing Memphis's gut-wrenching season-ending loss to Florida Atlantic in the second round of the NCAA tournament first game. The Tigers, leading 65-64 with 19 seconds left in possession of the ball, threw it away near half court with 11 seconds on the clock. Then the Owls coughed it up. A scramble ensued, and Jaden Hardaway came up with a loose ball. Video replay showed Alex Lomax and Kendrick Davis frantically signaling for a time-up, but while multiple FAU players reached for the ball as Hardaway tried covering it up, referees blew the play dead with five seconds left and called a jump ball. That was the correct play by the uh, correct call, by the way, uh, because the FAU players hustled to the ball, and the officials couldn't see players standing behind them calling a timeout. The possession arrow favored FAU, which scored the winning basket with two seconds remaining. Do we have it, Stone? Did we find Nick Boyd? I have a version of it, yes. It is uh, somebody recording you making the calls, what I do have to say. But okay, perfect. No, that's good. That'll be, that'll be fine. Uh, here's, here is that game-winning bucket, by the way. Crystal, Jimmy Butler says Davis has the basketball, looks to inbound, throws right corner, Boyd, shot fake with four, with three, Boyd to the rim, layup! So you get the idea, I'm good at what I do, whatever. Uh, to say Hardaway is tormented by the loss is probably a bit much, according to him, but he acknowledges that game might forever go down in the annals of his own personal coaching history is the one that got away. For two reasons. This is Penny Hardaway on FAU. Quote, they were talking so much trash. You know me, my pride is big. They talked from warm-ups to the beginning of the game. As far as the team is concerned, that's true. Like, Penny's not lying there, okay? FAU talks a lot of trash. They had 35 wins. Sue him. It's a squad full of savages. Yeah, and apparently not just the players. Hardaway, quote, Everybody was just talking smack, from their athletic director to their president. Not to my face, but enough where people could hear it, and people were bringing it back to me, but the players were talking to me as well. I mean, Penny Hardaway is completely lying about that. I've known Brian White, the FAU athletic director, for a long time. There is not a chance in hell in a single solitary hell that you believe in or an alternate hell that you believe in that Brian White is trash-talking Memphis coaches and Memphis players. It's not happening. 
Not happening. But then there's the claim that FAU's president was trash-talking Memphis players. FAU's president is the sweetest woman you will ever meet in your life right now, Stacey Volnick. She is serving on an interim basis, but she is a fantastic leader of the university. Let me tell you about Stacey Volnick. This is a woman, okay, who is soft-spoken. She is extremely warm to people. The day after the Memphis game, I sat with her in the hotel lobby and Columbus while she fed treats to the small little dog she was traveling with in her carrier bag, okay? I promise you, without a shadow of a doubt, that Stacy Volnick was not talking trash to Memphis, to Penny Hardaway, to Kendrick Davis, to Penny Hardaway's kid, to anybody in the Memphis crowd in Columbus. I promise you, FAU's president was not talking trash to Memphis basketball. Penny Hardaway, dude, what are you doing here? Be better. Like, that's just embarrassing. It's just so embarrassing that a man that's achieved what Penny Hardaway has achieved is going to flat out lie in order to try and stir up the Memphis fans because he can't get over a game where FAU outplayed his team. Like, just stop, man. Like, Stacey Volnick and her tiny little dog did not trash talk Memphis. Stop it. And if you just are questioning, you know, what kind of or what level of a coach Penny Hardaway is, just ask yourself if Nick Saban would even entertain a question in regards to a loss that was six or seven months ago. Like, he's telling that reporter, why are you asking me? Or I don't have time for that. Let's talk about something else. But Penny's giving this time. Penny's bringing up old stuff, right? And, and it's in regards to trash talking, which makes it even a, a little weaker considering the group that he has and, and some of the players that he coaches. So I, I don't like this at all from Penny. It shows a lot of weaknesses. So, hey, I, I mean, if you want to go ahead and say FAU's players were trash talking before and during that NCAA tournament game, sure, do it. But Penny... Penny, your players weren't exactly quiet during the entire lead up and then the game. Okay. So I, I don't I don't I don't know why this hurts you so badly. I don't quite understand what the issue is. But then being caught up on the FAU athletic director and FAU president saying they talk trash, that is an abject lie. It's a fallacy. There is not a there is no way that that actually happened. It's Here's what's happening. I think it's just Penny still trying to come to terms with that, but Penny trying to get the fans riled up for their meeting this season in Memphis. Like, I think that's what's happening. Yeah, but if that's right the there. case, there's really nothing wrong with that, right? Like, whatever helps your no, team. No, but he's lying. He's flat out lying. Like, can't you come up with something a little bit better than that? Like, hey, we lost at the buzzer on a game-winning layup. Shouldn't that be enough for... for uh, a, a proud program like Memphis, you shouldn't need lies about an older woman and an athletic director and what they were not saying about your team. I mean, he's just making things up. Like Pen- I thought Penny Hardaway was better than that. I thought he was better than that, and that's just cheap heat nonsense. It's a decent lie because for the people who read that article and, and listened to his interview when he's saying all of these things, you can't determine if he's lying or not, right? You just believe it. You think the athletic director and the FEU president 
are talking a little smack. There's a small percentage of people out there like yourself who can actually rebut that and, and tell people why that's not the case. So I think it's a decent little lie there to get everyone flared up. I, I mean, hear, I hear it. I, I promise you Penny Hardaway has and had no idea who the FAU president not was. Not a clue. Not a single solitary clue. Okay? So I'm embarrassed for Penny Hardaway. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Okay? Penny... Here's my my request to you, and I'll repeat it to you when I see you in Memphis. Be better. You're a good coach. Have a good team. Be better. Okay? He's Tone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Throws right corner. Boyd. Shot fake with four, with three. Boyd to the rim. Layup. Good! He laid it in with two and a half seconds left. Inbound. Low match with one. They don't get a shot off. They don't get a shot off. The cannon couldn't get the shot off. Nick Boyd, the hero. Florida Atlantic will see on Sunday. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Yeah, that was me on the FAU Basketball Radio Network. Hey, Coach Hardaway, Coach Penny, if you want to get you, your team, your fans up for when FAU and Memphis face each other, in conference play this year, rematch of that thrilling NCAA tournament FAU win. Just play that on loop. You don't have to lie about FAU's athletic director and FAU's president talking trash. Or come join the show. Let's chat. Let's book him. Let's book him. Let's book Penny. Because uh, I, I want to hear who told him that the FAU athletic director and the FAU president were talking trash to him and his basketball team. That's the, the the most absurd nonsense that I could possibly even conjure up in the, the, the longest reaches of my imagination. I mean, Penny, there's just better ways to go about this if you're trying to inspire your team and your fan base. Because you, you, you look bad. Like I said earlier, be better. Uh, one way to get better is Quelliv. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V. Quelliv.com. Quelliv.com, the greatness of laser therapy. Laser therapy that helps muscle pain and joint pain. Laser therapy that can help you if you have some thin areas, scalp rejuvenation. Laser therapy that can assist you in anti-aging and help you with some of those wrinkles that have shown up, some of the sun damage that comes here with living in South Florida. Not to mention... Some of those fat areas, laser therapy for those pockets of fat buildup. As you get older, it becomes a little more noticeable on your body. Laser therapy can help that. Laser therapy at Quelliv, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V. No pills, no injections. This is just lasers that help trigger the natural ability of your body to heal. That's all it's doing. That's all it's doing. And these sessions are all in the time it takes for you to go on your lunch break. So you're not spending half your day. You're not spending half your fortune. This is for everybody. It's affordable. It's Quelliv. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V. Quelliv.com. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V. Quelliv.com. I have got my knee, my wonky knee worked on to great results at Quelliv. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V. That's Quelliv.com. Quelliv.com. I mean, am I out of line with Penny Hardaway? I just find it, I find it very desperate to, to be... Aiming at an athletic director and a university president, uh, making them part of the narrative falsely 
um, about why you're so broken over your team losing FAU in the NCAA tournament, just flat out lying in order to push a narrative and get people lathered up. Like you're Memphis. You're better than this. Like Penny Hardaway's better than this. How are you out of line if he's the one saying these things in an interview, or at least to the media, to all the reporters? Nonsense. He's the one, basically, if you want to speak in elementary terms, who picked the fight. He started this. Uh, Kev messages, by the way. Uh, We asked, what would the U being back look like in this age of college football? Kev messages, oh, FSU was back after 8-4, and huh? I don't hate that. I I see what he's saying. I I do, too. I do, too. I I mean, I don't think that there's any... I mean, there, there's there's no debate which program right now feels like it's in better shape, right? The trajectory, better. The health of the program, better. It feels like Florida State. But Kev's right. Like we're putting a lot on Florida State after an 8-4 and four season. You know what argument I haven't heard uh, when we're talking about Florida State and Miami? If you just rewind the clock to last year, two seasons ago, whenever it was, that you know, Tyler Van Dyke was a Heisman candidate, right, in that top four, just like Jordan Travis is right now. And if Miami were to, I mean, they were preseason ranked inside of the top 25 heading into that season as well, the Canes were. And if they were to beat Texas A&M, I mean, we're talking about a 12th ranked Canes squad. And I think at one point they were right there. They would have creeped inside the top 10. So there's a lot of ifs there, though. Th- okay, but they, they mirror exactly what Florida State's going through right now. They're preseason ranked. They have a Heisman candidate quarterback and if they can get one of these big wins and get in they're already you know a borderline top 10 team ap coaches poll so they're almost mirroring each other so for florida states who are now pointing the finger at canes fans canes fans were doing the same thing a year or two ago so it's awfully funny so you said as well that the canes would be a double digit favorite over UCF because one of the one of the responses to uh, when do we determine the U is back and someone replied with a good start would to be would be to be the best team in Florida. Uh, I would say that right now Miami is the fourth best team in the state behind Florida, behind Florida State, behind UCF, number four with FAU nipping on heels. <laughs> uh, but but you said ah, right now Miami would be double-digit favorite over UCF. In a hypothetical game, let's go, let's go neutral field. You'd say double-digit neutral site. Yeah, not you, Orlando, not Hard Rock Stadium, neutral site. Like my backyard. Yeah, you can give me 10 points, and, I, and, I'll, lay okay. it, and I'll lay it with the Canes. Again, this all depends on which week they play, right? It, it, it truly does. That's not just me saying that for argument's sake. It depends on which week they play. But yeah, I'd give them 10. Tyler messages, without a doubt, I'd say Canes minus 17 and a half. Against uh, UCF. Uh, Jared says, no way. UCF would be the favorites. Compare their recent <laughs> success, and UCF is better than Miami. Now, if you want to compare their recent successes, I don't think you can do that. right? You can talk about a big bowl win over the Florida Gators. You're allowed to do that if you're UCF. But at the same time, I mean, the competition speaks, right? They don't play the same schools. Uh, then there's, well, this year they will. I mean, this year they will. We're talking Big Twelve and ACC. Like we're not talking, we're not talking Temple anymore. So that point you make, Stone, about oh, not playing the same schools. No, they kind of are. <laughs> if anything, UCF is playing better schools. And <laughs> in, in today's in in the life of college football right now, I think there's an argument for that. But at the same time, like uh, schools I'm mentioning are, you know, the. The North Carolina Tar Heels with Drake May under center. You're talking about Clemson, who is a really good football team this year. Florida State, who's top 10. 
think you're just, I mean, we can leave the Wake Forest out of this conversation, not a Wake Forest team with Sam Hartman behind center, but Did, a, a, well, a few of these. I mean, it, it's, I, I think. You other could, than Florida State, though, last year, last year's schedule, other than Florida State, did the Canes play anybody that would be better than Tulane, who UCF played deep into the fourth quarter? Tulane makes things tricky, so keep going. Well, I don't know. That's all I had. That's all I had. <laughs> I, 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 that was my point. That was, that was like my angle on that. Tulane's a one-off, you know, top 15, top 17 team. They found themselves in really good position last year, but obviously you're not going to see that again. So if that's the only one, then then no. I mean, then the answer is no, UCF did not play the same schools that Miami did. Not uh, at all. Cyrus says, Canes are only an 18-point home favorite against a middle-of-the-pack MAC team in Miami of Ohio. <laughs> so no, they would not be a double-digit favorite over UCF. Uh, I love it. I love it. He's right with that. Right, The math adds up there. But uh, that's what I mean by it, it depends You know where they're at during the season, right? Because if they are 5-0 and and they did beat Miami of Ohio by 30 points, like, yeah, that line will start to creep higher and higher and higher. Uh, big homie on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, homie? Man, what's going on, Ken? How y'all boys doing, Stone? We're doing all right. So, look, two two things. Y'all, y'all talking about Florida State right now. Ken, you said like three, four times we're eight and four. Please relook. Florida State went ten and three last year with a bowl game victory. Uh, Stone, you said Florida State is borderline top ten. We are ranked number eight. Right I know now. where you guys are. And we play number five, LSU. So we will be jumping into the top sure. four after one. We are head and shoulders. We've been better than Miami for the past 10 years. Y'all keep talking about two, three years ago. Like, I don't know what football program you guys have been watching, but Miami has uh, been uh, uh, FAU, FIU, all these other programs have been comparable to Miami. And that's really sad. And y'all still want to try to throw them and be like, oh, my, who's Florida State? My, Homie, I'm pro, my, I'm pro Florida State. Uh, I'm pro Florida State. All I'm saying is that their 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 renaissance has been a, a single year. I'm very high. I'm bullish on Florida State, and I think that their program is significantly right now healthier than Miami's, and anybody who debates that or tries to debate that is Sort of just off and delusional. Big homie, I think you jumped in. I think you jumped in listening at an awkward time, right? Because Florida State came on the tail end of our conversation when we dogged Miami and, and talked about how, you know, what kind of reality they sit in. And then we did kind of give Florida State their flowers. So you might have jumped in in a weird spot because we've said everything you're talking about. Well, I appreciate it. I want you guys to continue giving us our flowers. Florida State <laughs> is playoff bound this year. Woo! Man, homie's living between the Eagles and Florida State. Homie's got good things going right now. Yeah, but Brian Kelly. And he is right. They 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 did go ten and three. I, I didn't think they had eight wins last year. I, I definitely didn't. I, I wanted to say that he was talking about twenty twenty one or twenty they went nine and three in the regular season. I didn't okay, so 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 there's just a... But it, it was just a tweet we read. Eight and four sounded so weird, considering that Miami was only five and seven, and they're not even that far off. Like a couple of uh, swing games here and there, but uh, yeah, Florida State's got a, a big one in Orlando at Camping World against Brian Kelly and those LSU Tigers. Have you seen some of the ticket prices for that? Oh my God, no! I mean, we're talking twenty rows up, first level, three hundred Camping World. No, 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 no. Like I've seen some stuff at four figures. No, you haven't. Yeah, I have. Like this morning. Wow. Yeah, it's insane. I, as big a game that is as that is, that's insane. That's that's absolutely insane. I don't even know if like 
Unless you're, because no, I don't know if anybody from Baton Rouge is traveling. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure a lot of them are. I'm sure they'll travel, but at the same time, you're going to get everybody no. coming down from Tallahassee. Just like New Orleans was half and half, I think this is being set up to be half and half too. If it's half and half, it's half then, and half. Then I might be able to understand those ticket prices because that place is going to be no, rowdy. I'm, I'm pretty sure, unless someone corrects me, I think it is half and half because I think they set up the Superdome half and a half last year, and I think they set up Camping World Stadium half and half. Like the ticket allotment is is half and half. It's like a bowl game. This lit. That's going to be a, a big, big game with a lot on the line. Uh, Bill says Miami probably favored over UCF on brand recognition. Every week their line seems high despite the fact that they're poorly coached and lack top end depth. But better still bet logos. Miami would be favored, but not 10 plus. Okay. Okay. Well, it seems split. <laughs> it seems split. I, I thought it was ludicrous when you said it, but you're getting a lot more support than, uh, than I thought. Like I said, what if what if UCF is two and five at some point during the season and they walked into Hard Rock? Like it's not going to be a pretty line. Uh, let's uh, when we come back, we'll go through more of the biggest sports lies ever told and uh, Philadelphia just not ready for Lionel Messi. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Biggest sports lie you've ever been told. Also, what is the you being back? look like also would the canes be favored by 10 or more over ucf in a hypothetical neutral site game 888-760-3776-888-760-3776 let me go ahead and tell you about dr neil goldhaber he is our man he is the guy he's dr neil goldhaber he is the ent extraordinaire ear issues nose problems throat concerns snoring He covers it all and helps make your life flat out better. Once you can erase those things off of your traits, well, it's a real good thing. It is Dr. Neil Goldhaber. He's been doing it for decades. He's based out of Boynton Beach. He is the king. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com. That's goldhabersinus.com. Get your consultation today for the man, Dr. Neil Goldhaber, and he will be in here in the flesh on Monday. Can't wait to see him. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. That's goldhabersinus.com. He's Tony Lebanu. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. All right, now I'm curious because you made that comment about, oh, the difference in competition between Miami and UCF Stone when mm. – when, proclaiming that Miami in a vacuum would be a double-digit favorite over UCF on the football field. Um, we're going we're gonna to go through this because I'm curious what Miami would do against UCF's first year in a Big 12 schedule. First, let me tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. All right, so there's no argument that Miami's toughest three games are... Texas A&M, Clemson, North Carolina, uh, Florida State, right? Or would it be North Carolina, Clemson, Florida State? And Texas A&M is just a tough gauge game early. 
Sure. Uh, let's Just go to bring with, some nuance let's to Let's go it. with the latter. Okay. All right. So in conference, your toughest games are Florida State. They're all in conference. Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina. Those are three games in five weeks, October into mid-November. Mm-hmm. Okay. So UCF, first year in the Big 12. Which I wasn't even speaking of the Big 12, but yes. But you have to. If you're talking about a hypothetical now, you got to take into account UCF's a Big 12 team. They haven't played these. The okay. Last year's schedule but was against uh, the, the, the Memphis Tigers. Their toughest games Tulsa. are uh, what? No, Tulane. Well, Tulane's in there. Tulane. I'm just but they also Tulsa and these are the schools they're playing. Is the the Houston's and the Boise. FAU? <laughs> they play FAU. Uh, so your toughest games are Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Baylor. Yeah, or Kansas, or Kansas State. State. Kansas State probably. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Kansas State, Oklahoma, and Baylor are your your toughest three, okay? So, I'm just curious, though. You say that the Canes are a double-digit favorite. Canes are a double-digit favorite over UCF in a vacuum, okay? And you've got this UCF team that you said during the break, you're you're looking at maybe a three-win season for UCF in their hey, first year hey. in the Big 12. You said it. I didn't say it like that. I said I'm looking at like... UCF will beat Kent State. UCF has to go to Boise State. That's tough. Uh, they're home against Villanova. There's two wins out of the first yeah. three guaranteed. Then you're at Kansas State. You're home against Baylor. You're at Kansas. You're at Oklahoma. Home against West Virginia. At Cincinnati. Home against Oklahoma State. At Texas Tech. Home against Houston. Like that's three or four wins for UCF. They ain't going to a bowl game this year. It's three or four wins yeah. for UCF. That's what I'm giving them. They're not going to a, uh, a bowl game. I'm with you. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay. don't be scared of it. I'm with you. I think it's going to be tough for UCF. Okay. But I am curious. You say ten point favorites. What's Miami doing with this schedule? So <laughs> they're beating Kent State and Villanova. Is Miami going to Boise State and winning? Is that a guarantee? Um. Yeah, they're going to be Boise State. What would be the line though? Miami at Boise State. Uh, Miami three and a half. They would lay three and a half in Boise. At Kansas State, there's no way Miami's a favorite. I don't think they're a favorite there. I go I go Kansas State about a minus a point and a half in a spot like that. I, I would say That's Kansas it? State. I would say Kansas State's probably favorite. Yeah, it's a pick 'em, really. Well, I mean It's not I promise you it's not a pick 'em. I, I, I gave you I, they're laying a point and a half. I don't think they're they're a field goal favorite over the Miami Hurricanes right now. You can go ahead and put that one out there too. Is Kansas State a field goal favorite over Miami? I that one's not true. I think so for sure. Uh, That's New Year's State bowl winning Kansas State. Yes, no Deuce Vaughn. Big Kansas 12, State, no Skyler Thompson. Champion Kansas State. I mean, this this Kansas State's not the same Kansas State team you think it is. Home against Baylor. Oh, let's give Miami the loss. Okay, too, too tough. Baylor's just too just tough. just just good, good football team. Uh, at Kansas, it's a funny one. Um, I do not see Kansas being favored in that game. Let's go with the Canes. All right, at Oklahoma, they're gonna lose that, okay. that football game. Home against West Virginia. Tuffy. I can see that being a win. Tuffy. They could sneak out of there with the dub. At Cincinnati, I'm old enough to remember the Canes going to Cincinnati and uh, taking an L to Tommy Tuberville, so that's a loss. Um, and then Oklahoma State, that's a loss. That's a loss. Yeah. At Texas Tech, maybe the Canes? And you can give them a loss. And then home against Houston. Give sure. them the dub. So the Canes, with UCF schedule, are just barely bowl eligible. Yeah, so so there it is. Like we're talking about level of competition. Yeah, you is in a vacuum. Uh, of course, we're going to give them the the leg up. So you're it. still maintaining. Like you're talking about four wins to like seven wins with that schedule, or three wins to six wins with that schedule. UCF compared to Miami, UCF schedule in the Big Twelve, you still say 10, 10 point favorite. The Canes in a vacuum over UCF. I'm going to stick with it. I'm okay. going to stick with it. Am okay. I confident in it? No, but I still stand by my statement. 
That's very bold of you. <laughs> That's very, very bold of you. I mean, God, just don't let us down, Canes. And, I, and of course, we're, we're, we're fans of all teams and we do talk, but it's just scary waters, right? If it is. They could total fumble this bag, and, and now we're talking doomsday stuff. Hey, don't fumble the bag with your air conditioning. Okay, it's hot, it's disgusting, it's awful. Don't fumble the bag. Don't, 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 don't call one of these companies where you're going to wait two days for them to come out. Get a hold of EDS. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They've been doing it since 2006. They are family-owned and operated. They serve Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. EDS also, let them do a free air quality check for you as well. This is allergy season. The hot air, all of the particles are floating through. They handle your air quality needs as well. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. EDSairconditioning.com. And after hours, this is important. Listen up. After hours at EDS Air Conditioning, the best way to get at them, and this is when all of these things inconveniently take place, is EDSAirConditioning.com. Okay? EDSAirConditioning.com. EDS is yes. EDSAirConditioning.com. Uh, let me hear from Nikki Dementry. Ricky Dementry, Philadelphia reporter. Ricky Dementry, this is the biggest game in Philadelphia Union history. This is the biggest game that Lionel Messi has played in an inner Miami uniform tonight. Tonight in Philadelphia in the League's Cup. Lionel Messi, the world's most popular athlete, coming to Philadelphia. Please tell me about it on CBS Philadelphia. Nikki Dementry. Later when we can, but in a little more than 24 hours, international soccer icon, Lionel Messi. Messi and his what? team at Inter Miami will meet Nick, our union hold on, on the Nikki, pitch for the 2023. Nikki, what did you call him? What 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 did what did Nikki Dementry call him? Let's let's hear that one more time. Leonile Messi and his team. Leonile. Leonile Messi and his. Where'd she get that? Leonile. Who is that? Who is Leonile Messi? One more time, Nikki. Correct yourself, please. Hours international soccer icon Leonile Messi and his team at Inter Miami will. We still have work to do, folks, with soccer. That's Stone LeBanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.